Welcome, welcome to the news and why it matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez. Uh, joined with me today, we've got Graham Allen back on set. MLB first baseman. Uh, sorry, I forgot. First baseman. I mean, if we're going to talk about new it Texas here, Texas Ranger, yeah, newest <laughs> Texas Ranger, Graham <laughs> Allen. They play. They play the Astros today. They they start the the, the Astros I, Rangers series today. I so. do appreciate the fact that you have really taken on uh, being a Texan. Yeah, it's red. It, it's America you, colors. It is. You got point, here. So, you yeah. immediately went. You got the jersey. We went to the baseball game. Mm -hmm, you mm -hmm. were like, I am all in I'm, with I'm this ready. Texas Let's thing. Do this thing. Let's do it. We've got Eric July in the house as well. Famous. YouTube star Eric July. Thanks for being here. Oh, absolutely. Anytime. And uh, we've got Aaron Colon from TheBlaze.com, one of our um, amazing, amazing oh, reporters. Well, thank you. So um, make sure to check him out at TheBlaze.com. Graham, what's your top story today? Uh, Megan Rapinoe, America's savior <sighs> of everything that America should be, says that President Trump needs to do a better job. Mm. Okay, well, I can't wait to I'm hear a, what I'm she excited. has to say. Oh, me too. All right, Eric. Tulsi actually agrees with Justin Amash in terms of the threat that the two-party system is. Okay, all right, a lot to get into there. Yeah, yeah. Aaron. Uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez has sort of hinted that Nancy Pelosi might be a little racist in all these criticisms that she's love, throwing. I love this. The race card is on the table. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Obviously, a lot to get into. First, we want to thank our sponsor, iTarget Pro. Uh, so for those of you who are gun enthusiasts, if you have not heard of iTarget Pro, um, you got to get one. Uh, it, it pays for itself when you talk about going to the range. You've got ammunition fees. Um, all of these add up really quickly, and it gets really expensive when shooting is a hobby. So what iTarget Pro does, they've got a laser bullet, which I love to say. I feel like I need to put my pinky up when I say that. <laughs> a laser bullet. Uh, and they put it in, in your gun, and it has a you know specific four-year caliber. You put it in, and it, what it does is you're dry firing. So you're working on your trigger control. Um, you know, you're working on the pull of your gun, but uh, um, it's, you know, nothing's coming out. So the benefit to you is that you can practice uh, dry firing in your home without like shooting holes through your wall, which your spouse will be really excited about. Uh, you can go to itargetpro.com, get 10% off plus free shipping right now with promo code NEWS. That is itargetpro.com. You got to go there now. It'll be a great gift for, you know, dad or uh, your husband, whoever it is that's the gun lover in your life. You got to get them one. All right, Graham. Megan, what's her face? Is mm, I, I like that. Megan, what's her Rosie face? Rosie O'Donnell calls her the real Captain America. Stop it. It's wow. true story. True story. Oh. Yeah. Rosie is one of, of my here. favorite people to follow on Twitter for ridiculous things like that. Yeah. So there's this picture of her doing this. <laughs> And it's like the real Captain America. Oh. Yeah, so anyway, out of the entire uh, U.S. women's soccer team, Megan Rapinoe is the only one that matters right, at, at of the course. end of the day. I feel bad um, the and so CNN and MSNBC and all these people had her on, Rachel Maddow um, and Anderson Cooper have her on. And uh, I, it's probably just better just to start with the video. So, so let's watch a little bit of it. Good chance the president is watching this interview or will watch this interview. What, what is your message to the president? Oh, message to the president. Um, think hard. I think that I would say that your message is excluding people. Um, you're excluding me. You're excluding people that look like me. You're excluding people of color. You're excluding, you know, Americans that... Um, that maybe support you. Um, I think that 
We need to have um, a reckoning with um, the message that you have and what you're saying about make America great again. Um, I think that you're harking back to an era that was not great for everyone. It might have been great for a few people and maybe America is great for a few people right now, but it's not great for enough Americans in this world. And I think that we have a responsibility, each and every one of us. You have an incredible responsibility as you know the chief of this country. Um, to take care of every single person, and you need to do better for everyone. All right. So first of all, I just want to say uh, it's it's the president of this country. It's the commander in chief of the military. Uh-huh. But you know semantics uh-huh. at this mm-hmm. point, right? So. Um, yeah, but you're acting as if she would have known what she was talking about. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. So so, so let's try to dissect all okay. of that. Uh, you're excluding. People like me. You're mm-hmm. excluding people that look like white people. Uh, I mean, what, what are we? Uh, you're excluding people of color, which I find absolutely incredibly just an asinine statement. Lowest black unemployment mm-hmm. rate in 50 years. Lowest Hispanic unemployment rate ever. Criminal Justice Reform Act mm-hmm. signed in. The list goes on and on. Trump is the most pro-gay president we've yes. ever had. Yes. He's the first president to ever come just straight out and be like. I love gay people. Yeah. You know, if you want to get married and be, you know, go do you, be you. What is she talking about? It, it, it makes no sense. And I love the fact that she says that uh, people that maybe support you, you're losing them. No, we support him already because we don't agree with anything that you just said. And then she goes on to say that uh, what an incredible responsibility uh, he has as president. Well, what an incredible responsibility you have as the representative for America Mm -hmm. for women's soccer. You know, this isn't the Megan Rapinoe team. This isn't all of this. And we've got another segment here with Rachel Maddow that'll be really good to, to further this. They took an opportunity to show a unified stance as Americans. They just won the World Cup. This was an opportunity to go, we're Americans. We're better than you. You know, bam, we're here. We're throwing it down. And they turned it into this social justice, equal pay nonsense. And just watch what she says about how can can they fix it. And then I think it's really going to go full circle here. So just watch this. In the moments immediately following the final whistle, you get that USA, USA chant, but equal pay, equal pay along that same cadence. I think fans want to know what they can do to support that fight. Fans can come to games. Um, Obviously, the national team games will be a a hot ticket, um, but we have nine teams in the NWSL. You can go to your league games. Um, You can support that way. You can, um, you know, buy players' jerseys. You can lend your support in that way. You can tell your friends about it. You can become season ticket holders. Um, I think in terms of of that, that's the the easiest way for for fans to get involved. What? No Groundbreaking. thing there you can watch more which leads to more ad space which leads to more revenue you can buy the jerseys which also leads to more revenue this has never been about equality never because uh if you really break it down women made 13 percent of the revenue generated during the world cup midnight men made nine percent Right. The difference is women generated about one hundred and thirty one million men generated six billion dollars. So by her own philosophy of equal pay, they should have made less money Yeah. because they should have got nine percent or God forbid the men should have got 13 and then they would have made even more money. This has never been about equality. This has never been about sexism or homophobia or whatever this is. 
They just want more money. Yeah. And that's it. I mean, that, that, that's what this is about. I yeah, think it exposes what she said there about they need to spend more money, watch the games. It exposes that the people who are shouting equal pay, they don't care about women's soccer because they're not watching, they're not <laughs> going to the games, they're not paying for it. So it's just, it's the hot topic of the moment to say, oh, we want equal pay for these women, but like, where were you the last however many years before yeah. the World Cup came up? Yeah. Were you going to any games? Were you buying any jerseys? No. So Turns I mean, out you, not a lot of people like women's yeah, soccer. I mean, people just don't like it. It's, <laughs> it's don't fine. Don't watch but, it. Yeah. You, know, you don't act like you like it now just because it's the issue to be you know, angry about. Right, yeah, Most Eric. definitely. Like, that's... She's correct in this, in that sense. Like, mm-hmm. hey, if you want them to make more money, go to their games, mm-hmm. buy their tickets, and, and so forth. So she's absolutely correct. But the thing is, is that she's working backwards when people are chanting equal pay, mm-hmm. equal pay, equal pay. You got to obviously earn that. We uh, kind of touched on the revenue and whatnot that they make in comparison to, um, like, the let's say the men's national yeah. team or their club teams or anything like that. It's not a secret. The fact that people are still screaming out this equal pay, equal pay has been debunked thoroughly time and time and time and time again. It makes absolutely no sense. Uh, but they keep perpetuating this idea. And that little bit that she said about about Trump is always interesting because that's to me, at least is why I joke and I call them NPCs you know, non-playable characters, and that's because it sounds like they're being pumped out of a yeah. middle of reading from a yeah. script, right? Um, yes. Because it's the same old, oh, you're excluding this. Obviously, she's a white leftist, and she can speak for people of color as well as far as how, how they feel. Mm-hmm. Um, she knows a, a, a lot about that. But the thing is, like, a person like myself who has been very critical of, of a Donald Trump and stuff like that, like, I can at least speak of things like of merit, right? I can go to mm-hmm. a policy. I can say, hey, this is why I don't... You know, I'm not maybe not a fan of you. I, I'm not fond of you. This is why. But she's just regurgitating. It's the same old nonsense. And this is why we don't, for the most part, take them seriously in their gripes. Because, yes, a, a athlete now, or an entertainer, a musician actually coming out and saying, oh, I don't like Trump. Oh, yes, you're yelling in an echo chamber. Well, pick something. Hey. Pick something new Bingo. at this point. You know? <laughs> what what Hollywood elitist, what uh, what major highly paid athlete does like Donald Trump these days. Mm-hmm. It makes no sense. And, and, and it's just, to me, <clears throat> they further go along and prove their point that this has never been about anything. Even back to Colin Kaepernick, I said it from the very beginning. I don't believe this is about oppression. I believe Colin Kaepernick wants money. He's made more money getting, yeah. not playing in the NFL than he ever did in the NFL. He trademarked his face. <laughs> for a shampoo company bottle that's supposed to be coming out uh, along wow. the, along the way here, Nike uh, Nike had the whole debacle with the Bessie Ross flag seven days to the day after all that happened. Nike unveils their newest worldwide commercial. You know what's in the commercial? A 14 year old Hispanic girl that wants to be a boxer. Do you know what they pan around and zoom in on? Her shoes that are Nike American flag boxing shoes. Look it up. Look it up right now. Seven <laughs> days after the debacle Surely happens. that's a coincidence, right? Surely. You know, oh, man. That's because, not strategic marketing. <laughs> exactly. That's what I'm trying to say. This is never about Nike doesn't give a crap about black rights. They don't care about oppression. They don't care about equality. These athletes don't care about gay rights, uh, black rights, equality pay, gender pay. They don't care about any of this. They want more money. And we are feeding just right into it. Well, and I think, um, you know, one more point on this I want to get your take on is I saw these memes going around about, you know, uh, Megan and another teammate 
dropped the American flag. There was a teammate that came in mm -hmm. and picked it up off the ground immediately as if she, you know, she realized, hey, guys, we're not supposed to be laying this on the ground. That's disrespectful. Picked it up. And, you know, conservatives wanted people to know what her name was. There, then there was another uh, article. Was that, that Alex Morgan? Wasn't no, that her name? I don't know if that was, was Alex. I don't think that was Alex. I don't, no, I, I, I don't was, even was, know who it was. Kelsey, I don't know. I know. It's like, I don't it's remember her don't name. Know yeah. Wait, we don't know. know right? They're yeah. not putting her on television. They're not putting her on CNN to mm -hmm. go up and, and talk about the win, even though it's clear she loves America. So um, I saw a, a tweet and a corresponding article that came out that said that all these conservative people who think that she's the hero, oh, now they realize she's gay because there's a picture of her kissing her girlfriend. Now they're, the Trump fans are disappointed. Okay. First of all, the whole, the whole flag touching the ground thing, I think some people get super bent out of shape. You know, there's some people that say, you know, the United States flag code says that you can't put a flag on a shirt. Well, by that very definition, take out the whole U.S. Army because every single one of them have a flag on their mm -hmm. sleeve. If you really know about it, it's actually talking about taking a piece of the actual flag and turning it into, that's neither here nor there. Um, sometimes in the heat of the moments, people just forget. They yeah. space out. They let it touch the ground. Da, da, da. I've never been like the, <gasps> Right, right. But if you watch the video... It wasn't an accident. No. They had it in their hand, yes. and they deliberately threw it down to do, like, their little dance yes. move and stuff. And to me, it was less of a just screw America moment, and it was more of a we don't care about America enough. This win was not about America. Mm -hmm. This was about us. us. Yeah. And that is was a direct action of a direct mindset that just subconsciously almost happened because your mind wasn't in the right place in the first place. It's telling that the story that comes out of this whole World Cup win is really an anti-American sort of story. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's the narrative that we spend the most of the time talking about, anti-Trump, anti, you know, gender pay, you know, all this stuff is negative that's coming out of it. It's not about unity. It's not about an American win on a world stage. It's just about negativity. And it's creating a false narrative, and it's acting as if things exist that don't exist. Like, I don't know Trump fans who hate gay people. I don't know anyone who has a problem with being gay. So the fact that we're having Megan Chick, I'm just going to call her Megan, what's her name, uh, you know, out here talking about how Trump is excluding people. We've got articles now talking about how, oh, they loved, uh, by the way, Kelly O'Hara is her name, the one who picked up there the flag. There we go. Kelly O'Hara. Thank you, Kelly. Love uh, the earpiece. There it is. Right <laughs> yes. there. Yes. Thank you, control room. Um, you know, saying that, oh, now conservatives don't like her because they found out she's gay. That's not true. There's no facts. They never cited an no example of that. Exactly. There's no evidence. You know? And now we're, we're just painted as these, you know, and well, racist, uh, bigoted, homophobic. Go down the list. What else? Yeah. Let's, yeah. All the phobics. All the times, right? Check those boxes. Ridiculous. All right. We're going to get to Tulsi and Justin Amash when we come back. jump back into the conversation in case you have not heard you gotta mark your calendars march of next year spring 2020 there is a really amazing cruise taking place that you are not going to want to miss uh it is called cruise through history they are visiting well first of all there's look at this this is giant luxury italian cruise line is going to take you uh through the eastern mediterranean you're going to visit croatia uh greece 
Jerusalem. Um, you're just going to visit all of these amazing places with so much history embedded in them. And, you know, you may be thinking to yourself at this point, okay, I've got, I mean, how do I even begin to, you know, unwrap all of the history that we're going to see when we travel to these places? Well, you're going to have a little help. You're going to have Glenn Beck. You're going to have Stuber Gear, Bill O'Reilly, uh, Rabbi Daniel Lappin, and David Barton uh, over there with you to show you all of these historical landmarks and talk about the significance of them. And then you'll have Stu uh, there to go meet you at the bar later. So uh, it's going to be an amazing, amazing time. Bring your children, bring your grandchildren. I can't think of another time that you're going to have the opportunity to do something like this. It's a once in a lifetime thing. Uh, you can go to comesailaway.com. There are a bunch of different packages that you can pick from. But uh, let me tell you, you are not going to want to miss it. Comesailaway.com to pick your package. Hurry up and book it before it sells out. All right, Eric, you said Tulsi Gabbard, who is having a little bit of, of trouble picking up momentum yeah. as a Democratic presidential candidate. Mm -hmm. uh, she is now throwing her hat in the ring to agree with Justin Amash. Yeah, um, and, and the libertarian in me, I love to see a, a political shakeup. I yeah. always <laughs> love to see a political shakeup. And with the whole Justin Amash leaving the Republican Party, mm -hmm. that in itself was um, darn it was a <laughs> was a bit of Graham's, a, Graham's yeah, really right, sad about right, that. Really upset. <laughs> right, him leaving a Republican Party uh, was a bit of a shakeup. And I was reading the other day that Tulsi sort of agrees with his logic, at least surrounding it, uh, regarding the two party system mm -hmm. and how it does, it's not really conducive or productive to, um, I guess, advancing liberties uh, for, for Americans. And obviously I can't help but agree. I think more than, I guess now more than ever when, with the rise of social media mm -hmm. and now we have sort of two presidents that have, uh, with, with President Obama now Donald Trump and people are now voicing their opinions. Uh, we're able to, even with politicians, because they can just send a tweet, we know what they're thinking. Mm -hmm. It's a lot more transparent in that regards than what it's ever been. So I think the Donald Trump thing, him getting elected, I thought at least, I would hope that, hey, people would start to question at least maybe the system um, that we have here when people are like, all right, well, there's a guy that I dislike so much um, that's going to be filling this powerful position that, you know, he, I mean, granted, yes, they're over-exaggerating a lot of things that he can or he can't do, mm -hmm. but just the idea that I would think, hey, something, something might be wrong here. And unfortunately, we saw this with certainly the last presidential election, at least on the, uh, the Democratic side, which you had the guys like Bernie Sanders and these sort of guys that seem like out, outliers. Yeah. Sanders, not so much now that we know a little more about him, right. but... We certainly saw uh, um, how that establishment, a Democratic establishment, pushed them out. Like, hey, we're not going to allow you to win. We're starting to see this sort of with um, Tulsi as well. Like a lot of her supporters are like, just, if we know that that's not that's not going to happen. They're not mm -hmm. going to allow her to win. However, people, because they're so afraid of the other person maybe holding office, they will, even if they don't support this person, be like, hey, I will throw my support by whoever, behind whoever is a Democratic nominee, same with the Republican uh, nominee. And I agree with them in the sense that it doesn't really, really help because we run that cycle every four mm -hmm. and two years like, hey, uh, less of the two evils or whatever. And I don't think that that's actually productive in terms of actually moving f towards liberty, because what we get is what we have now, a bunch of milk toast mm -hmm. sort of uh compromising going going down and our liberties obviously at stake and they keep chipping away at them time and time and time again because we keep putting in people in office just by way of what party affiliation that they're part of. Mm -hmm. I agree with you um, to an extent. I worry though that like let's say 
eight years ago. Mm-hmm. I, I was full on board. Let's get, you know, the Libertarian Party to get mm-hmm. to run someone that's not kind of right. crazy right. and kind of out there, you know, right. someone who seems sane. Right. Um, you know, let's talk about independence. But I feel like we've become so polarized and the left is so scary and dangerous, mm-hmm. in my opinion, that I'm almost to the point, well, I should, I should say I am to the point now where I say, let's just get past this election and defeat all of this socialist, mm-hmm. you know, agendas. And then maybe we can have that conversation. Mm-hmm. Do you, th- do you well, agree Well, not necessarily. I mean, I, I understand the logic yeah. behind it because yeah. you're like, hey, somebody's got to win, right? You right. I'm like, I, mean? I don't want to, right. to have a spoiler right. that helps right. get and, a socialist And me, elected. I'm not as worried about like, who, you know, I'm not even a guy that participates in politics that much. I'm more so of the cultural infiltration. That's what I believe. I believe politics is more so the lagging indicator. So this is why I do the music and I do all the YouTubes and stuff like that to try to influence people in that way. Because mm-hmm. I think if you change the culture by default, people will go support whoever it is Absolutely. that they, they support. Yeah. I'm not even a guy. Libertarian Party members probably despise of me because I won't go throw my support behind whoever that it is that they mm-hmm. uh, throw in front. But. I think that what, what we're seeing, at least I think that's what, what we're going to see in the future, maybe, is that, all right, we keep kicking that can down the road. Yeah. Like, hey, all right, well, we don't want them to win. We want to stomp this out. And unfortunately, what I've seen, and this is why I've had my gripes with the GOP, in a lot of cases, they tend to, um, at some point in time, start to compromise with them in certain aspects. We've seen this with look, gun rights here and there. Mm-hmm. And I actually, I, I, I get really triggered. That's one way to get me triggered. It's like, <laughs> hey, you take the the, uh, the liberty position, and then it's like, well, we think we can get them to shut shut up. Let's uh, let's go past this, you know, executive action, right. bump stock ban, bump or, stocks, what, yeah. or, or, or whatever, just to get them to shut up but they never shut up they yeah. never they never stopped and, I, and that's where I'm at with it. and I think that I would be more open to hearing you know anybody out no matter what political affiliation or party affiliation GOP or what have you if they were taking that stance that liberty stance and were consistent with it and not saying oh we just got to stomp them out we'll compromise here and there and that to me is just it's again it's not productive in terms of working towards a more free society yeah do you think <clears throat> Do you think that the problem is the parties are too strong and therefore they're squeezing out any ideology that doesn't fit within them? Or do you think that they're too weak and that when a personality comes through the party, a Donald Trump or an AOC or whatever, the party takes on the identity of that person for better or for worse? Oh, most definitely. I would agree with the latter because I think that's what we're seeing. Uh, We saw that with Bernie Sanders. Even he, he, he ran as a Democrat, kind of went back to being an independent, but he pushed that party further to the further to the left. And again, I think that's what we're seeing. So I would agree 100 percent that that's more so what it is. And I think they don't have like that principled stance or they don't necessarily take it and they may run run on it. I mean, the, the old saying, at least, you know, amongst my colleagues, that a lot of Republicans, they run like they campaign as libertarians and then they start governing like Democrats. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And. I honestly, I, th- I see that. You know what I mean. So I think that it is a principle. They have seemingly the right ideas, right? We want to, we want a freer society. We want limited um, uh, government, whatever you think that means. They want the government to be smaller than what it is, have less power than what it has. But yes, you get those infiltrators, Democrats. Uh, they've had this throughout the decade that are like, no, no, socialism was at least a bad term that they wouldn't say. They wouldn't dare say that even maybe a decade ago. That you know, we, we don't take that seriously. Even Hillary Clinton with the bat for capitalism at one point but you have now more than ever you had the uh, bernie sanders those types rise they're open admitted mm-hmm. and aoc open admitted mm-hmm. socialist right mm-hmm. this is a relatively new phenomenon in that case but that's i think that speaks to your point and mm-hmm. that they are taking that identity certainly they're seeing younger people that are like oh yeah this this sounds sounds good hey we just 
steal from rich people. We take their money. They give us all this free stuff. Oh, yeah. Who, what's the dislike about that? And yeah, they start taking an identity. So you see that. Uh, what is it? Reparations? Oh, yeah. We'll, we'll all adopt reparations or well, free college. You want that? We'll all we'll all adopt that. So I think it goes. Certainly, maybe you can make the case that the Democrats are more guilty of this maybe than the Republicans. But I do think it does go on both sides. I got I don't want to cut you off, but I got to take a break. We'll be back. Aaron, I'm going to let you make uh, one final one final point on this conversation. Yeah, I mean, the point that Eric made about um, culture sort of leading politics and politics being a lagging indicator, I think that's really important when it comes to looking at the Democratic Party, because when you look at something like reparations, that's now a political issue. I remember years ago reading about that in, you know, cultural sort of publications and circles, that being a topic that people were interested in. And now suddenly the Democratic Party is jumping in on that. And so I think it's important for us as Republicans or as conservatives to be plugged into culture and influential in culture in order to make moves in politics. Uh, Eric, got about 10 seconds left. Tell everyone where they can find you. EricBJuly.com on Twitter. EricBJuly. Young Ripper 59 is, of course, the YouTube where I talk everything comics to music to whatever I feel like. All right. Go subscribe. Overtime starts next. BlazeTV.com. Up next, enjoy bonus overtime content from the news and why it matters. Available exclusively for podcast listeners and Blaze TV subscribers. Not a subscriber? Start your free trial at BlazeTV.com. All right, Aaron. Oh, man, I've been dying to talk about this. AOC. Mm-hmm. My girl, AOC. Everybody's favorite. Yes. Shout out, AOC. <laughs> Shout out. We've got a big fan over here. <laughs> oh, man. Um, she made some comments mm-hmm. to uh, Speaker Pelosi yep. and accused Speaker Pelosi of what? Racism, possibly. She didn't really come out and say it. She just kind of floated the idea mm-hmm. out there so that everybody can grab onto it and get it in their heads. And but she has deniability. Right? She has a little bit yeah. of deniability. But Pelosi has been sort of criticizing AOC and her sort of what they call it, the squad of um, <laughs> you know far left yes. House representatives um, for being sort of messy on Twitter and criticizing each other, criticizing the Democratic Party, and also trying to tell them that, hey, you've got the social media following, good, but you don't have this many votes. Your influence is very small. And AOC is tired of it. And so in the Washington Post, she, uh, she went after Pelosi and she said, when these comments first started, I kind of thought that she was keeping progressives at more of an arm's distance in order to protect moderate members, which I understood. So mm-hmm. political, mm-hmm. you know, that's fine. But the persistent singling out, it got to where it was just outright disrespectful. The explicit singling out of newly elected women of color. <laughs> And so now it is not political. It's not about progressivism versus moderate. It is about no one they cares are minorities. No. Girl, no. no one cares. We care about what's coming out of your mouth. Yes. I mean, it's... I, I, today, to today's politicians, today's left especially, it's if anyone disagrees with them, mm-hmm. anyone, they automatically, all they have to do to take the attention off of themselves it's just deem people racist, mm-hmm. deem them Nazis, deem them uh, hate mongerers. That's it. It would be no different than anyone that disagrees with us. We go, well, you're a communist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Every single person. You know, Graham, I was with you 80%, but that last 20%, I just, I think you went too far. Well, that's because you're a communist. <laughs> that's why obvi- That's the only reason it could be mm-hmm. that you're a communist. And, and that's, that, that's AOC. She is young. Uh, do I think that AOC wants to deliberately destroy America? Not particularly. I think she's 
extremely dangerous mm -hmm. because she is so influential with the younger generation, but she just, she doesn't seem to have any real sound principles that she actually believes in. She, we were talking about this earlier, mm -hmm. she takes what she thinks the pulse is and then she amplifies it. Mm -hmm. She just throws it up against the wall and she'll throw six things up there during the week. And sure enough, one of them will stick on there. Mm -hmm. And media <laughs> firestorm will just ensue out of it. She's setting the conversation for the party on her Instagram live. You know, like she's very, she's culturally influential. Mm -hmm. And that's, mm -hmm. oh, yeah. that's, that's very dangerous. She sees a big cultural influence. And I think that's the part that's scary. Uh -huh. Is that she has that much influence, which no matter how well intended she might think she is, they're dangerous policies yeah. that she's an advocate of and they don't end in anything other than suffering uh, for the vast amounts of, of people within that geographical area. Yeah. But when it comes to this and I'm seeing these these guys getting into it, I say we don't interrupt. Let them fight. Yes. Yes. You, let, you let them fight. I'm not going to interrupt. Not going to even no. take sides. <laughs> that's that's not our. That, that's like, not our you, battle. You let them. You let them hash that out because what I like to see is you know those true colors and they start. Um, like playing out where everybody can see and hopefully people can grasp one of that and see like these people are insane. Yeah, it's like this is what this it. is what happens when you let your party always just throw racism out. Yep. Mm -hmm. you know, it, it'll go mm -hmm. to Trump, it'll go to somebody else, but suddenly it'll come on you Absolutely. and then, you know, mm -hmm. now it's your problem. Now you got to deal with that. But what it does is it, 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 it takes away and it, it from situations because is racism still in America? Yes. Obviously. Yes. Okay. Is America racist? No. Right. You, you see what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. like, like those are two completely different statements and one has a far worse connotation than the other. To say America is racist is a blatant lie. Mm -hmm. To say that there are racist people in America, well of course, there's racist people everywhere. Right, sure. Everywhere. So what they're doing is they are actually taking away from real situations right. that we actually need yes. to address yes. because they're just making it like, oh, you're a racist. Yeah. Oh, you're a Nazi. Oh, you're a hate monger. Oh, you're this. Oh, you're that. And, and, and they are they're making it to where they are dictating free speech. Mm -hmm. The very thing that they claim to love and address the most, the thing that they claim to cherish, free speech, every single day, people like AOC, by, a, by, by defense, their defense is to throw the most horrible thing that you can against someone to silence them. She herself is attacking free speech every single mm -hmm. day. And she, yeah, she's just... I, you're a YouTube guy. Yeah. I'm curious. I would love to see the demographics of who follows AOC. I would be willing to bet that it's in the 18 to 25-year-old oh, yes. demographic. Yes. I, I would love an opportunity to see who it is that's actually listening to her. Mm -hmm. Because every adult I've ever talked to, and I deem it an adult as like 28 and above, right? Mm -hmm. Like that's what I... Everyone I've talked to, they're all like, no, <laughs> no, 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 that, that, that lady doesn't speak for me. That's, that's some but crazy see, stuff. That's, going that's on. the thing about social media, and that's what I was talking about earlier, and how it kind of amplifies things mm -hmm. and it makes things seem a lot more prominent than what it is. This is why they can make up narratives like, hey, so and so is, they're mad because soccer player is, is gay. Like, who was mad? Right, you know what right. I mean? Whoever said that. Yeah. But yeah. they can just make things yeah. up. And it was then, probably you know, a Democrat that posted that picture. <laughs> yeah. I mean, for real. It was like, you know, they saw it screenshotted it and goes Republicans are mad because they found out their hero was gay and just sent it off yeah. right. and then the next thing you know six it's hours later it's trending yeah. number one on Twitter and it was it was posted by somebody <laughs> that isn't even a Republican yeah. <laughs> you know and so I yeah I agree I think that I don't think that her policies 
are dangerous. I don't think that she inherently is like this evil person, mm -hmm. but I think that her influence on the younger generation, this, this next election we have coming up is a very, very unique uh, election because it's, it's been like the boomer you yeah. know, generations that have been voting. Now you've got the more millennial-driven voters that are coming in, and it is a true new, I hate to say it, like a new world order of voters coming in in America, and that's why people like AOC are so dangerous. That's why culture, I say, is important. No matter where you're at, I tell this to libertarian folks all the time. Um, you know, that's why I'm not involved in the politics, but... It's important to influence them. That's what AOC does. She hits mm -hmm. them from a cultural mm -hmm. perspective. Uh -huh. It's not even about, you know, her policies or anything like that. She's cool. She's young. She's, she's hip in that sense. And they, they latch on to that. And this is where I think a lot of libertarians have, have utterly failed. Conservatives utterly failed. I have that sort of um, experience in being in the music industry. You know what I mean? And going, you know, I tour with, you know, I'm in the metalcore industry. So, you know hardcore music that's mm -hmm. that's pretty much exclusively leftist you know and yeah. I, I tour with nothing but leftist but I look at that and I'm like the fact that there is you know we had such a demand like our band backwards we did we were wildly successful we'd had a, a lot of success but the fact that we stuck out like a sore thumb like where is me it's like do you mean to tell me there's nobody else out here that just has some sort of libertarian minded or freedom you know minded uh individuals that are out there on stage spewing that to maybe their their uh the people that support them but they don't unfortunately it's just they're hearing one thing and this is why i say that for it seems like for generations i mean we saw this with rap music for example a lot of conservatives unfortunately they were like so against that and yeah. i think that turned a lot of people off to them instead of not necessarily saying hey go we need conservative rappers or any libertarian rappers right. or anything like that i'm just saying that neglect in itself had a blowback effect and a lot of people it pushes people to yeah exactly side. it pushes those people who are maybe involved in that hip-hop culture away and they're like why would we even take yeah we may know that democrats are running our uh cities into the ground but why would we even consider any alternative when for a decade or for generations you guys have neglected us said we were bad people did it with punk rockers too it was the same sort of thing so i think that the cultural influence has to be there if they're going to see any change or yes you're going to see people start moving towards socialism just because that's what the younger generation are latching on to yeah uh another example of something that that we just hit which was you know aoc people like her can go out and just just spout things with no evidence, nothing to back it up, and we can, you know, people's reputations get ruined, people are blacklisted from society over baseless accusations. Um, you know, it really makes you think when there was a former campaign staffer for President Trump who was helping him, you know, in, in 2016. Uh, her name's Alva Johnson, and I don't know if you guys recall this, but at the time, uh, she accused him of forcibly kissing her on the mouth uh, when he went and met with his uh, campaign staffers. Um, it was this, this big deal. She's actually suing him. Okay, so she is suing him because he forcibly kissed her on the mouth. Um, and she did not realize that there was video that someone else had of the incident. Well, now we see this video a little bit different uh, than what she said. Watch. And I've left my family for eight months for you. <laughs> so, there she is. Wow. For you podcast listeners, yes, that wow. was the incident. Uh, for you podcast listeners, he, can we watch that one more time? 
he very clearly <laughs> leans in, very respectfully. Yes, very respectfully, put his hands on both of her shoulders and gave them a little pat. As and he said, "Thank you." Yeah, but that 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 type of greeting, male to female, is also a generational thing. Yes. Uh, you know, I don't do that. Right. Uh, yes. You know, because of the, the the climate that we're in these days. But but yeah, that was a that you know, Trump's in his seventies. You know, mm -hmm. that was a very you know, respectful thing that you just do. You very respectfully, you greet, give a small, completely respectable, you know, peck on the cheek. Mm -hmm. Hey, thank you very much, blah, blah, blah. And then he moved on. Like, he didn't yeah. even, he didn't even, like, focus on There was on no her. force involved yes. in the situation. Yes, and, and <clears throat> well, and also, again, she says he forcibly kissed her on the mouth. Yeah. yeah. I mean, unless her mouth is also, uh, you know, she got two mouths, <laughs> one's located on the side of her face. It wasn't even close to her mouth. Um, so this is the interesting part that, that I think is that her lawyers released a statement. I don't see her pulling back in this. No, either, she's, yeah. I mean, and she tells him, she said, I've left my family for eight months for you. Um, you know, we're going to, we're going to win. We're going to be here until you win or whatever she said. So, she very clearly is happy about the encounter. I don't know what turned her sour later on, but here in this post-fact era that we live in, uh, her attorneys actually said, we are gratified and pleased that we finally have proof of what Ms. Johnson has been alleging in this lawsuit. It is basically exactly what Ms. Johnson has been saying. Basically, exactly. <laughs> basically, exactly. Basically. Pretty so much the same thing. That's real legal terminology. Yes, right there, yes. Exactly. So what we're saying is it happened-ish. No, what they're saying <laughs> is we're screwed. <laughs> That's what they're saying is, is we're screwed. Have you noticed the trend here? And, and, and Bette Midler... Ruined, ruined movie for me, but we'll get into my childhood movies <laughs> later. Beth Midler is one of like Donald Trump's like most. Yes. She is on him every Rabid, day yes. about stuff, and she brought up something the other day. She said, "Have you have you seen a trend of all of these allegations that are coming out against Donald Trump?" She goes, "Obviously, that proves that he's doing something." But I would counter that and say, mm -hmm. "Are you seeing the trend?" that every single one of these accusations yep. are proving to be false yep. and proving to be non-fact-based are proving to be blatant lies like that. So wouldn't it more point to the fact that the Democratic Party or whoever this is that's, that's responsible for this are in fact that it's less likely Donald Trump is a rapist, you know, or a, or a, or a, a serial sexual advancer towards women. And it's more likely that people just hate him mm -hmm. so much mm -hmm. that they're trying literally anything they can to take him down. But because of social media and because of people like us that can influence culture and people with cell phones, it's very hard to just blatantly lie yes. against people anymore. I mean, it truly is. Mm -hmm. Like, you have to, that's why you've got people bringing up 35 year old right. allegations yeah, now. No Bill cameras, no phones, no nothing, because they can't do it here. Right. Now, here. that's the annoying thing about this, because at least <laughs> the way I see it, Donald Trump is the most unorthodox president we probably ever had. Yes. And he yes. wears his pretty much everything on his sleeve. Yes. Since so, we've been able to so, document presidents yeah. anyway. Right. Yeah. True. Yeah. Very true. But unorthodox in the sense that he's not Obama, he's not a Bush, he's not a, all right, I'm going to say the right things, mm -hmm. Clinton, right. I'm going to say the right things all the time. Mm -hmm. He just, I'm going to tell you how I feel. He that was, no I was actually, that was, the, that was the lure. A mm -hmm. lot of people supported him because yes. he was Authentic. like, yeah, yeah. Not, not the typical politician. But when you have somebody like that, 
to me, you, it should at least be easier to criticize them, should it not? Because, mm-hmm. hey, you said that, here, here it is. But for whatever reason, people are making things up. And this is the thing that, they, even though I'm not even the fan, it's like you guys almost make people have to defend Trump mm-hmm. yes. because you're making things yep. up. Yes. It's like a, the, the analogy that I use, like being on a fast break in a basketball and you have a free layup. Instead, you just pull up for a fadeaway three. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, you know, obviously you airball. It's like you, you, you instead of taking this easy, oh, you, he's putting himself out there. Let's just criticize him based on his actual policy, yep. based on something that he actually said. Mm-hmm. We don't have to make things mm-hmm. up. We don't have to try to uh, dig through things. Just to try to figure out where he's at. He'll tell you he's Donald yeah. Trump. He'll yeah. tell you yeah. straight yeah. up. And to me, that's that's an easy. Yeah, yeah I said right. I said we took over airports in the Revolutionary War. Yeah, I did say <laughs> right. that. Yeah. Right. I, he didn't even deny. It. He was like, yeah, right. I was going to say ports, and then the thing I said airports. You, yeah. you got me. Yeah. <laughs> you got me. Well, you're I reading said, off prompter for that long. I know, but you're but, but, but to, but to your point, that's Donald Trump. He's like, yeah, I said it. Right. Yeah, I think I think she's horrible. I meant it. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know what are you gonna do? He's basically pulling an Obama live, like while it's happening. Obama made that video talking about how he did like cocaine or something like that in college to get ahead before all these things. Trump just does it as it happens. Like, yeah, I said she was dumb and overweight and I still think she's dumb yeah. and overweight. Like, no, I don't think, your yeah, I don't you think know, women still, are pigs. I just think Rosie's a pig. I just <laughs> think on. Rosie O'Donnell is. Yeah, I mean, and he's just, you know, I mean, for better or worse, I, do I think that Trump is the most is the most stand up moral guy all the time? No, I don't. Do I think that he uh, was the right president for us at this point in time, given who we had to choose from? Yes, I do. And I think the economy, I think those things like that criminal justice reform acts, I think all these things that he has done already, we've already got. A couple miles of the new wall built. You know, I mean, the wall is being built. It is happening slower than some people wanted it to, but it is happening. Mm -hmm. I think you can't argue with what he's actually done. And that's why the Democrats are in so much trouble now, because they've been trying to get him in something besides actually trying to figure out politically and policy wise, how are you going to convince people to vote for you? When the economy is the strongest it's been in forever, when black unemployment is the lowest it has ever been, people are literally deciding between what job they want instead of just having to take the first job that they can find. How are you going to argue that that's a bad thing? Mm-hmm. And, 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 you know, I think, I think that the Democrats are in real trouble. Not that there's not a lot of work to be done for the Republicans, but I think the Democrats have a really, really, really tough battle. 2024, on the other hand, is a completely different conversation. Yeah. Uh, speaking of 2020, the poll from yesterday, which Democratic candidate poses the biggest threat to Trump in 2020? 41% of you said Joe Biden. Uh, let's see. 20, you guys are trolling me. You're yeah. trolling me. 29% said Marianne Williamson. Because as we know, he's going to come in know, that last minute. As we know, um, she is going to fight Trump with love. And we all know love wins, so obviously she's the biggest threat. Uh, 17% of you said Elizabeth Warren, 12%, no, 13% said Bernie Sanders. No surprise there uh, that a lot of you said Joe Biden, although he is very gaff-prone, so we'll see what happens. Today's poll, should the U.S. women's soccer team be paid as much as the men when they generate less revenue? Come on! That's they should be. One. They should get the same 9% as the men. The percentage. Exactly they right. The same they percentage. should get the same percentage the men get. Eric, I know your answer is the same. I mean, of course. Like, I mean, <laughs> they, they should. Uh, again, it's such an annoying thing to have to have this discussion. Like, it seems like once every year we're talking about equal pay, and it's like, 
Dude, like you don't like you're not paid just because you worked hard. That's like me saying I should get paid as much as Steph Curry because I'm at the rec league dominating people. Uh, I'm shooting <laughs> 600 <laughs> shots a day. Yeah. My God, I'm pay making me. them, but I'm not making them. But pay me, yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, I know you're in agreement here. Right? I am in agreement. There's nothing to say here, it, what, except there's one thing they collectively bargain these salaries on both sides. Like mm-hmm. they, maybe they need better negotiators to mm-hmm. get their equal pay. I don't know. Um, what I just heard was that you think women are bad negotiators. <laughs> well. Mark it down, mark it down. No, no, no. What your response is, is what I just heard was that you're insulting a person of color. Everything. Because apparently, if you're a person of color, you're you're listening to Tweet AOC right now. She's right now. Tweet her out. Uh, Thank you guys for being here, Eric, especially. Thank you for uh, your first time on the show. We enjoyed having you. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Yay. We did it, guys. All right. Good times. Thanks for listening to the news and why it matters. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to watch the program, become a Blaze TV subscriber and start your free trial now at blazetv.com.